Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the LifePoint Christian Church Podcast. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. Thrilled to have you with this uh, brand new year. Finally, finally, 2021. Come on, be real, right? We were just waiting and waiting. Let's just kind of finish 2020 and move on. You know, as we get ready to dive in this new year, I'm thrilled you're with us today. And as we think about a new year, I'm reminded of two different types of people, at least at this time of year. There's goal setters and non-goal setters, right? And what I've realized is that goal setters and non-goal setters, no matter which one you are, you are super proud of what you are, right? I mean, man, you are like, I'm proud of it. And man, and, and so you're sitting there right now you're saying, I'm a non-goal setter. You're like, nah, I never knew you resolutions, those are junk. And others of you are like, oh, absolutely, it's always what I do. We know what happens, though, between non-goal setters and goal setters. What happens? They usually get married, right? Don't they? And everything's great in the beginning. Later on, you know, okay, you have a little few challenges there. Today, I want to speak to both goal setters and to non-goal setters, non-goal setters, because uh, I think we can all agree that we want to have a better 2021 than we did have in 2020. But better in what way specifically? Because depending on what type of life, part of your life you're thinking about or we're talking about, for some of you, 2020 might have been great for you in certain parts, and other parts of your life, 2020 was terrible. We probably had a combination of both. For example... Financially, for some of you, 2020 was the best year ever. I mean, you have uh, a few kids, multiple kids under the age of 17. You didn't get one stimulus check, but you just checked your bank account a few days ago and you got a second stimulus check. And so for you, 2020, your job's secure. It's like, man, you got a huge bonus, a huge raise in 2020. Some of you worked more hours than ever in 2020, and so you saw your paycheck, your, your income, uh, significantly greater than normal. I, I, I One couple that went through FPU with me a, a little while ago, they texted me on New Year's Eve, and they said this, last night we paid off our last credit card. Man, that was a huge win for them because they had been in this just monstrous debt that they attacked and went after. So for, for them, 2020 financially was a great year. Others, 2020 for you financially was terrible. Your spending outpaced your income or, or you lost your job and, and you've been doing everything you possibly can just to try to get by, just to make it. Or for some of you, your hours were cut or your commissions were cut and so you too have been struggling financially. There's others of you, your income didn't change. But you look at the way you manage your money and you say, man, it is, I didn't manage it well. And man, I had a bad year financially. I wish I was in much better shape than I am now. What about relationally? Relationally, 2020, for some of you, it was an incredible year relationally. You got to have more time at home with the family, with the kids, and, and you're able to help out more, and, and life kind of even slowed down a little bit for you, and you, you got to connect with your family in ways you never have before. And so you had an incredible year relationally. For some of you, 2020, relationally, it was awful for you. Your relationships tanked. You lost connections with friends. 
You lost connections with, with family. You've been isolated. You maybe gave up on Zoom calls and Zoom relationships all the way back in April. Relationally for you, it was a tough year. Well, what about physically? In 2020, some of you, it was a great year. You ate healthier because you weren't going out as much. And, and you were making more food at home. And so you thrived uh, physically and, and you got more sleep. And for others, it was terrible. With no gym, you sort of just threw in the towel, right, so to speak. And you look in the mirror today and you don't like what you see compared to what you saw at the beginning of 2020. There's a whole batch of clothes they no longer fit. Then, of course, physically, there's so many who have lost their lives. Or those who haven't lost their lives but been affected by COVID, maybe it's lingering with you and you ha- you're a long-termer and a and long-hauler and it's just physically been a tough year. Or what about your career? How was that for you? Was it good or was it not so good? Or how about spiritually? Some of you, in 2020, you grew closer to the Lord and spent more time with the Lord and were more generous more than ever before. And so you had a great year relationally with the Lord. But for others, man, you feel more disconnected from God than you ever have in your life. You feel more disconnected from your church family more than ever. You've struggled. In fact, there are some of you who you've even stopped watching online services, which is kind of bizarre for me to say because that means you're not even watching me tell you this and say this right now. How was 2020 for you in these areas, financially, relationally, physically, your career, and spiritually? I imagine that there's something in, in one of these areas or any, any of these areas where you would say this, that in 2021, I want to gain momentum. I want to have a better year in this area of my life in 2021. And I know Trust me, I know all you goal setters, you're thinking those five categories. I want to be better in all those categories. And you know what? Go after it. I encourage you, go for it and, and do it. No matter if you had a terrible year, a great year, or, or anything in between, I believe that 2020, in 2021, better is possible. Better is possible. And more importantly, your heavenly Father wants better for you. You know, it's interesting. What did Jesus say in John chapter 10, verse 10? He said this. He said, one of the reasons that I came here to earth, and what he said ties into what we're talking about. He said, I came that you may have abundant life. One translation, the message translation says, I came that you have, may have more and better. There's the word, more and better life than you ever dreamed of. See, that's what Jesus has for you and I. If we will follow Jesus, if we will follow Jesus and his ways and follow his commands, if we follow Jesus, Jesus will make your life better and you will be better at life. He will make you better and you'll be better at life. So how do you and I experience this abundant life, this better life that Jesus has for us? How do we experience a better 2021 Well, it starts with you and I applying a principle that we're going to talk about today. But we're going to discover that there's a problem that's often an obstacle to you and I, uh, uh, you know, applying this principle. But then we're going to see that we have something incredible. We have a Savior 
who has come who can help us remove the obstacle and help us apply this principle so that 2021 can be better for us. So what's the principle? Well, the principle, we're going to call it the consistency principle or the consistency effect. The consistency principle or effect at its basic core essentially says this, that small things consistently over time lead to big things. That's just at its, at its basic core. And this is true positively or negatively. Small positive things or decisions or steps or choices that are done and made consistently over time, that they can lead to big things, big outcomes, big results. This is true, again, positively or negatively. Now let's take this as an example. Let's say you wanted to walk to New York in 2021, to New York City. Let's say you wanted to do that. Now, is that possible? Well, for most of us, of course not. not at least not all at once, right? But if you'll do what I did in, in 2020, and if you will walk about eight miles a day, just consistently every day, then at the end of the year, you will have walked three, about 3,000 miles. It's 2,800 miles to New York City. So essentially, I walked to New York last year. Why? Because of this consistency principle. I just walked a few miles every single day. Something small done consistently over time led to something big. Small negative things consistently over time also lead to negative big things. See, none of us walk out the door and say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ruin my life today. None of us do that. That's not how it happens. We don't end up at a place, all of a sudden we go, what just happened to my life? I ruined it completely. It's destroyed. What happens is that small negative deposits, little by little, over time, led to something bad or a bad outcome or a bad place or a bad result. You know, every spring, uh, when I kick off water ski season again, I have the same pair of trunks I've been wearing for like 10 years. And every time I put them on in the spring, I put them on and they're really loose. They're super loose. And so I'm ready to go into the season. It's, I'm in decent shape. I'm eating well. But somewhere around the beginning of summer, I start eating candy again. And I start eating chips again. And I just have a few, a little bit here and there, and eventually, as the summer goes on, I find myself having those every single day, just a little bit. Then by, early, by November, once I got, uh, take off the trunks, or, or once I'm getting, wrapping up the season, what has happened to those trunks that were loose in the beginning? Man, they were tight, as tight as can be. Small negative uh, uh, deposits, small negative deposits over time lead to a big belly, right? I mean, that's what ends up happening. I know, I know, I know. Some of you are thinking, Chris, man, I hear that. You gotta be way more committed, Chris. Come on, really? Listen, being committed to your goals and objectives, of course, is important. But what I've discovered is commitment only gets you to the starting line. I'm gonna commit to that spending plan. I'm going to commit to that workout plan. I'm going to commit to going to church. I'm going to commit to reading the scriptures faithfully every day. I'm going to <clears throat> commit to saving more money. Commitment will only get you to the starting line, but consistency 
will get you to the finish line. Commitment will get you through January, maybe. But consistency will get you to July, to October, and to December. Commitment will get you to the starting line. Consistency will get you to the finish line. So the road to better is paved with consistency. Small things, decisions, choices, consistently done over time will eventually lead to big outcomes, big results, big things for good, and yes, even for bad. Consistency is how you and I actually get traction. It's how we gain momentum in these five areas that we've brought up. That's the principle. Now, there's a problem. And there's an obstacle to you and I being consistent. We all have it. Our problem is we have an area of weakness, or we have areas of weakness in our lives. As you think about better in 2021, whether it's financially, relationally, physically, your career, or, or, or spiritually, the area or areas that you want to grow in, that you want to be better in, the area that you want to improve in, by you just saying that, by acknowledging that, you're acknowledging there's a part of your life that, that, that needs to improve, that isn't where it needs to be. You're acknowledging in some way that there's a weakness there. In fact, every time that you have committed to grow in that area and you gave up or, or stopped or, or quit, you, you relied on your strength as long as you could, but you ended up giving in to that. What happened? There was a weakness. Now, I got to tell you, it's not your fault. It's just an area that you're not quite as strong in yet. It's just a weakness. We all have them. We all have areas in our life that, that we're not as strong in as, as we would like to be. And what must we do with our weaknesses? Or what is it that we actually do do with our weaknesses? We do a couple things. First of all, we compensate for them, and almost always in a negative fashion. And secondly, we hide our weaknesses. We hide our weaknesses. So let's say it's a financial issue. And let's say your spending out, uh, out uh, shines or, or is greater than your saving or even greater than your income. How do we usually compensate for or hide our weakness? When we know it's out, our, our, our spending's outpacing our income. Do we say, you know what, I'm going to save more. That's not what we do, do we? We spend more. And we keep digging the hole deeper and deeper and deeper. Or we try to hide the weakness from ourselves, certainly from others, and we pretend that they're not there. Take your health, for example. It's 10 o'clock at night, and, and you're just feeling really bad about your health, and, and you're depressed about it, and, and you want to change, and, and it's just like, man, this is just so bad. And, I got to get my act together. It's 10 o'clock at night. What do you do? Do you jump down on the floor and do push-ups or, or go for a walk? Nope. You go to the pantry and you eat more food. It's how we compensate. We tend to compensate for or hide our weaknesses. So maybe in 2020, you didn't experience the consistency in your life because there was a weakness. There was an area of your life that you, 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 you had a weakness in, you needed to improve, and you tried to handle it in your own strength. But here's the good news. 
God wants to help you. I mean, he really does. God wants to draw alongside of you and help you. And when you and I choose to access the strength of God, rather than relying on our own strength, you're going to then gain consistency day in and day out. So that when you get to the end of the year of 2021, you're going to be able to look back and say, man, I had a better year than I did in 2020. Now, the Apostle Paul, he understood the problem, and he understood accessing the strength of God probably better than anybody else. Paul, he writes this letter to the Christians in the city of Corinth. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians is where we're headed this morning, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And he tells them in this chapter, he says, I have a weakness. Now, this particular weakness, we're not exactly sure what it is, but Paul describes it in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, as a thorn in his flesh. And that word thorn, basically in the, in the Greek language, is the same word used for a tent stake. Basically, Paul says, there's this tent stake in me. I want to get it out, God. I want you to remove it. It's a huge weakness. And then he says this about his weakness. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. He says, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Huh? What does that mean? When I'm weak, then I'm strong. How's that possible, Paul? You have a weakness, and as a result, you're strong? I don't get it. I want to understand more. So he says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. He says this, the Lord said to me. And now again, he's talking about this tent stake in his flesh, in his side. He says, uh, God said to him, my grace is all you need. My power works best in your weakness. So now, and this is Paul now says, so Paul says, I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. See, Paul is saying, I have discovered how to access the strength of God as it, come, it pertains to my weaknesses, even in my weaknesses. And when I tap into God, I can become more consistent day in and day out. Remember what we said, following Jesus, obeying Jesus will make your life better and make you better at life. So how is it that you and I can be strong even in our weaknesses? How can we be strong when we're weak? How can we be better in Jesus? How can I have a better year? Well, let's see what Paul says in these verses. Our first step, like Paul, is that we would choose to admit our weaknesses. Paul says, don't feel like you have to hide those weaknesses. Share them. Talk about them. Admit them. Paul even said in this verse, notice what he said. He said, I boasted about them. But for many of us, maybe most of us, what do we do with our weaknesses? Yeah, we hide them. We definitely hide them from others. And when we do that, when we hide them even from ourselves, when we do that, we shut off the valve of being able to access the power of God. Uh, think about it this way. You picture a lake, uh, uh, this huge lake, and there's a dam at the end of it. And, and, and that lake uh, is calm and peaceful and serene, but as soon as you open the valves on the dam to release that water, what happens? There is tremendous amount of power that is produced. There's tremendous amount of power available to you and I from God. That's what Paul says. So admit your weaknesses. Lord, I'm struggling here. 
I'm struggling here. And when we do that, that opens the valve to the power of God. When was the last time you you got real? That you admitted it? You admitted with yourself and with God that you're weak or you have these areas of weaknesses. When was the last time you admitted your weaknesses to somebody else? Don't hide them. Like Paul, be honest about it. Be real about it. Admit it. And by the way, I can tell you this. We don't have time to dive into the depths of this, but it's tremendously freeing when we get real and we get honest and we admit our weaknesses. It releases what we've been hiding, and you will feel tremendously free. Next, like Paul, don't just admit your weaknesses, but also ask for God's grace. Ask for God's help. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, God said to Paul, my grace is all you need. My grace, another translation says, is sufficient. My power works best in weaknesses. See, God's grace is sufficient. So how, how can we say, okay, God, or, okay, God, I get it. I understand. I admit it. Here's my weaknesses. And I want to apply this principle of consistency, but I can't do it in my own strength. I know my strength, it always runs out. And for some of us, it runs out by January 2nd, right? God, can you give me your grace? Can you give me your help? God, will you help me? And when we do that, listen, Paul said what? He said, when we ask God for help, Paul said, that's when the power of Christ can then work through us. Admit your weaknesses and ask God for help. Unfortunately, the longer that you and I are Christians, something happens. The, more, the longer we're a Christian, the more we tend to get to this place where we think it's somehow offensive to God, that we still have issues, that we still struggle, that there's still weaknesses in our lives. Listen, every single one of us has struggles and issues and weaknesses. We all have thorns, tent stakes in our sides, in our flesh. Every single one of us. The problem is we just keep trying to hide them. I hear people talk about this, that, you know, that church, the church world sometimes, they, they feel like, you know, it's not real or it's pretend or, or, or everyone's just kind of uh, acting like they're a certain way. It's because somehow in this journey, we lost sight of what Paul said. We've lost sight of being able to get real and be honest and admit that we struggle. And we're going to continue to struggle on this side of heaven. The problem is we keep having this attitude of trying to take on our weaknesses with our own strength. I'm a Christian now, so i got to work hard to be a good Christian. Listen, haven't you figured out yet? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. That's your own strength. That's trying to live the Christian life on your own. But you're insufficient, and I'm insufficient, and you are weak, and I am weak. It's only Christ's power that can overcome our weaknesses, not our willpower. So ask for God's help so that Christ's power can work through you. And I just ask you, when was the last time like you genuinely, truly, really asked for God's help? I'm not just talking about the catastrophic things that come our way. I'm talking about 
every little item in your life, any minor challenge you have, any minor area of weakness, you say, God, I need your help. The pathway to better is through the grace and power of God, not our own strength and not our own power or willpower. So admit you're weak. Ask for God's help. Ask for God's strength. But then receive God's strength daily. Receive God's strength daily. Ask for his strength and then receive it each and every day. When we receive God's strength daily, look what Paul says in verse 10. He says, for the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. Now that word content is very interesting. It doesn't just mean that, all right, I've resolved to give up on life and I'm depressed and woe is me and my life is terrible and I'm a failure. That's not what it means. Contentment here, it means acceptance. It means I've come to grips with my reality, my difficult reality, that I know I have these areas of my life that I'm struggling in and that there's weaknesses. And because I'm relying on God, he gives me his grace and his strength and his power so that now I can properly react and respond. You ready for this? in a healthy way, in a healthy way, every day, to whatever challenge is in front of me. You know, I look at that list that Paul lists here that he mentions, each of these in some way, it really describes our life really on a daily basis, you know, monthly, yearly, and the entire thing. Look look, he says, look what he says, because sometimes, don't you have weakness, there's weaknesses in your day? Sometimes, or sometimes there's just insults that come your way in some way, shape, or form. You have hardships during your day at some point. Sometimes there's persecution that comes our way, or we feel trapped in something. Sometimes we just have calamities that come our way during the day. And Paul is saying this. He's saying, hey, what I'm talking about, it's not this once-in-a-while kind of deal where you admit your weakness and access the strength of God. Man, if you and I, Paul's saying, if you and I are going to tap into the strength of God and and the power of God and finally gain some traction, it's not only admitting our weakness, it's, it's not only asking for God's help and asking for his grace, it's receiving it. Receiving that each and every single day. And if you do that this year, 2021, you will be more equipped to accept the difficulties that come your way, even knowing that you're weak. But God and his strength is working in you to build a better life. A better life. Here's why that's so important for you and I. Because when God's strength and his power consistently, I mean day in and day out, when his strength and power meets our weaknesses, that's when you and I actually grow. That's when we end up having better a better life in Jesus, and, do a, and we're able to accept the hardships that come our way, including oh, turning over our weaknesses to God, who then helps us to be strong. That's my hope and prayer for you this year, that you'll turn to God, that you'll admit your weaknesses, ask for his help, and receive his strength and power daily. 
And before I wrap up, I want to give you just a couple practical tips to help you as we move forward of this in 2021. And, and, and let me give you the first practical tip, and, and that's this. Don't go it alone. Don't do it alone. Surround yourself with people who will encourage you because one of the ways that God actually strengthens you is through other people. God designed you to literally to be connected with others, to be connected with a group of people, meeting with them consistently so that over time they can help you, they can strengthen you, they can encourage you, they can support you, they can challenge you. God designed you that way to be with people, to meet with them consistently. And I partially mention this because right now as we kick off 2021, it's a, great, it's a new year and it's a great time to get plugged into a life group. I understand COVID makes it a little bit challenging, but it's important for you and I to be connected. Man, you're hurting yourself without the support and the encouragement of others. So I really encourage you, sign up today. Go to lifepoint.org forward slash groups. Check them out. Say, it's a new year, man. I'm going to get involved in a group and, and meet regularly, consistently, because I know that that's what God will use to strengthen me and support me. But secondly, I'm going to ask that you pray a simple prayer each and every day for the entire year. And the prayer is simply this, Lord, I need you. Please give me the strength for today. Lord, I need you. Please give me your strength for today. This prayer basically covers what we're talking about in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. So get up tomorrow and say, Lord, I need you. Give me your strength for today. And then the next day comes and the next day comes and you have a financial issue and you have a physical issue and, and, and whatever area it is spiritually, you wake up and say, Lord, I need you today. Give me your strength today. Man, if you and I will do that, you will have better. God wants you to have better. How? You access the strength and the power of God, just like the Apostle Paul did. You acknowledge, you admit that you have areas of weakness. But not only do you acknowledge it, you then go to God and you ask him for his help, for his grace. And then you receive that each and every day. And you pray, you just pray this prayer, God, I need you. Give me your strength each and every day. And when you do that, when you ask, or when you admit and you ask and you receive and you pray, then I can, you, I guarantee you, you'll experience better. And better is what moves you forward in your relationships, in your career, in our lives, and moves us forward with our Heavenly Father. Let's pray about this. Heavenly Father, Almighty God, we come before you. God wanting better in 2021. And yeah, some parts of our life were great in 2020, God, but we all know there's areas that, that can be better, and we want that. And so, God, would you show us those areas of our life that you want us to focus on? So I'm going to ask each and every person right now, as you're listening, as hopefully maybe even your eyes are closed, and I want you to have a moment with God and ask him to show you which area of your life is it relationally, is it physically, is it financially, is it your career, is it spiritually, or maybe a couple of them? Ask God to show you the area he wants for you to be better in 2021. Will you tell him that? Will you ask him now? God, hear these prayers. So would you just lift it up? Just, 
say, God, help me. Show me what area you want me to focus on. And then, God, would you hear this prayer that we all pray now. So I invite each and every person to simply pray this. Say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Please give me your strength for today. God, would you hear each and every person lift their heart and soul up to you. Lord, I need you. Give me your strength for today. God, we know you'll give us better. We apply this principle that you've given to us. Thank you for Paul and his message of encouragement to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message. You can learn more about us by visiting us online at lifepoint.org. If you are ever in the Sacramento area, we would love to see you in person. Events and service times can be found on our website. Thank you for listening, and we hope you join us for our next episode.